Hey, welcome back to the Jawadian Podcast. One aunt, one uncle, two nephews. This is how we do it. Today we want to be discussing, can people change? And I'm going to start off by just, you know, throwing out some inflammatory uh, comments. Pe- people are who they uh, choose to be until they no longer choose to be that way. And that's what, that's the inflammatory comment I'm going to start this thing off with. That's my perception. Um, but uh, there was this article produced by uh, The Guardian. Com, the news site and they they went they went through a lot of different studies that talked about whether or not people can change and studies uh, <clears throat> surrounding empathy and in some of them they said that there was evidence to support that uh, empathy can be taught to children and I guess from this we can infer that people can change empathy can be taught to children but when it uh, when that uh, teaching empathy is applied to adults it comes uh, it becomes a little more complicated and um yeah they say that you know conversations that yeah sorry uh understanding the 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 emotion of another person and the feeling of emotional emotion and responding to it appropriately can be taught and um but it takes a like a lot like it's not just straightforward uh one quote from this article says the university of england associate professor uh writes uh john john maloof his name is uh that children while children learn empathy as they grow there are effective methods to teach adults to be more empathetic those methods are <clears throat> in many ways similar to those used to teach uh a new dance or a good public speaking and um in other words, empathy can be taught like a skill or a craft, but it just becomes a lot more difficult for like adults rather than children. There are usually four elements to like to training, he writes and says that the first is learning about the benefits of empathy, understanding the emotions of others and how to respond to them. And then the next is giving the person examples of empathetic responses, followed by practicing and showing uh, empathy then getting feedback on how they perform and um they found that um there was there was in these instances there were some possibilities of improving empathy but uh but it wasn't like certain and it's not certain that this will work it needs to be applied over long term and continue to be reinforced they said that some training programs uh, aimed at increase, increasing awareness about like gender equality and discrimination are often seen <clears throat> by employers as like uh, as like punishment, and so they're given to the, 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 they're 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 given they're seen by the employers as punishment or received by the workers as punishment, and this can lead to like backlash from the participants. They don't engage it with an openness right and they found that empathy training for for like companies and stuff um is it doesn't really work that way because it has to come from an internal or intrinsic place if they're if you're being sent uh to empathy training as like a punishment or an additional set of work then you're less likely to 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 be empathetic about the the stories and everything that you experience along the way 
and um because of that you, you know you don't get the full experience so it has to come from an intrinsic place they went on to spoke to speak about one woman who was very uh anti-asylum seekers and refugees and uh anyone who was traveling to this country uh from another country sort of thing and um she was she, she was she was against all of it and um then she got involved with a particular documentary and um that documentary took her to different parts of Africa and showed her some of the lives of the asylees and um, how they were escaping uh, war-torn countries and everything. And um, afterwards, they asked her uh, how she felt, and she said that you know she had a lot more empathy for these people who had no ability to kind of change their circumstances, but worked really hard to, and then not just for their sakes but for the lives of their children and um they asked her like hey if you were um if someone told you about this sort of situation and said you need to have empathy for these people because of xyz would that have worked and she was like no that would not have worked you know i when i saw it and, and experienced this and spoke to these people and everything that is what you know caused this uh, stirring inside of me to shift and um, yeah I think as it, as it relates to people changing people cannot change without an intrinsic motivator or drive to change behavior it has to come from within um, that's that's my take on that at, at the same time it's still a yes though can people change yes they can if they have an intrinsic drive or motivator it is possible whether that means you have to keep working them hard to find empathy like that lady having to travel and all of this just to get a perspective that resonates with her and with her value system then it's like okay these people need help but at the same time it looked like in her case there was a lack of information so it, yes maybe she had her ideals about immigration and, and you know as a construct but once she moved, was moved to see the human side of things and the real problems as to why someone would remove themselves from their motherland and take their family and put their family through grueling travel in unlikely situations just to get to a better, a better place, it started to make sense for her. So it looked like with her, it was, it was just a lack of information. To dumb it down, you know, to get to the root of it, it looked like it was a lack of information that was for, wasn't wasn't she wasn't able to see until she was able to see it now that doesn't mean that in every situation the person will have a soft heart and it also doesn't mean that people have the time to do the research that she did regardless of what her motivators were she still sought out to find out and then she found out something and then she changed her mind so um so i don't know i guess once again like you said, it would have to be some sort of a deeper motivation or something intrinsic that was there that set you up to be able to see that change or, or be able to, um, to appreciate something to the point where you can change your perspective. And I think that even the example that you gave was pretty, pretty serious and pretty an extreme situation. So I would, I would like to like kind of flip it around and, and talk about something that's even still extreme and still important, but more personal. Um, for example, like um, addiction, whether that's addiction to a substance, addiction to a certain lifestyle, but a, a, something that's bad, that's not good for you. 
um, people can change if people have changed. People have always been able to change, whether they, uh, if they have that willpower and they're able to put in the constant work. There are people who have been clean and sober for 20 years, but they still consider themselves an addict. So they'll say, I'm an addict and, and um, I'm 20 years sober. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's like, they still have to remember what their motivators are. And which is, I think is probably the reason why this, they always say I'm an addict and, and I've been however long sober. So I think it's possible uh, when it comes to your attitude and your mindset, you know, obviously addiction is a very serious thing. And, and in some cases people aren't able to change, people aren't able to overcome. And so they, they you know, unfortunately would pass on because of, of an inability to change or to fix their situation or to view it under a different, um, you know, to view it in a different light. But I think that this is this is such a, a loaded question. Can people change? Because if we flip it around and we talk about relationships, right, either romantic or otherwise, where I've heard people say, oh, if he was this way, he'll never be any different because he, because this is just how he is or this is how men are. And, you know, they don't change or this person won't change. But I've seen, I've, I've yeah. come yeah, to I learn, learn. I've come to learn that men can, people, men, relationships, people can and will change. I think they can and they will if they have, once again, the right motivators. For example, right. if the woman you are with, this sounds horrible, isn't the one that you want to be serious for, then unfortunately you won't change. You'll be trash and the life will be hard. But when you do find the one, and this goes for both men and women, when you do find that person that motivates you in a certain way or whom you don't want to lose, then all of a sudden you're out here doing all the right things. So I think yep. that people can and will change um, if they have the right motivations. So, you know, and then you can you can also, I know, Ahmed, I know you want to come back to this, but I want to flip it for a second so we can come back to that. I also want to talk about human beings as, as evolutionary creatures, right? If, if I would talk about myself personally, coming from, uh, you know, a subculture, a very um, sheltered upbringing, a very, a very sheltered environment, to be able to then expand my mind once I started college, expand my, my social circles, travel the world, you know, become, become more educated, more knowledgeable, explore different opportunities and try things that I've never tried before. So at one point in my life, when I was a sheltered, scared person, to now being a woman who is confident, able to travel, a public speaker, yes, people can change if they want to, if they want something more, if they want something different, and if they're willing to back that up with uh, willpower and constant work. So um, I know it seems so simple to say it like that, but I, I, but do, I, think, I do think it's, it's possible. I do. Yeah. Um... I, th I guess did I say no people can change initially I'm not sure no you said but, yes you said oh. yes but you said if they have oh, this yeah. intrinsic only, only yeah they can I believe they can only change when they when they choose to change or no longer mm. want to be who it was that they were I, I think as it relates to like relationships and stuff this is where you see in the situations where people are like you know oh she wasn't she wasn't the marrying type or he wasn't the marrying type but right. I to get married yada 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 or they stay engaged for seven years and then as soon as they break up the, the other person gets married you know right. <laughs> so it's like right. okay yeah. um so what changed you know look at the situation with um yeah Pam 
and, and, and Pam and uh, we'll bring the bring the office into the this. office. Oh no, <laughs> nice. Lord! So, you know, look at uh, Pam and um, Roy Jim? and and Jim. You know, the yeah. years trying to get married, and then directly after that, uh, Roy got married. And was like, oh yeah, you know, you know, things have changed. You know, I eat this type of food now i play piano now and all this stuff mm. dumbfounded like wow this is not the guy that i was with but it took the right elements and the right uh set of circumstances and the individual right that different side of uh him. and maybe the question is not so much can uh people uh change but do different circumstances conditions bring out different aspects of different people Okay, but yeah, wait, wait, wait. but before we before we conquer that, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's because that's a that's a whole that's the whole like that's a whole thing. My take on can people change was more people uh, not necessarily them understanding, but more they no they have a lack of understanding in themselves, so they have poor habits and they don't know how to break them, uh, like how they treat other people mm-hmm. or how they behave. Um, sort of just almost like denial in their own reality you know what i mean yep. mm-hmm. but they, so that's what i was thinking of more mm-hmm. and they well, have to, they have to see the value in that change but um you know, one tidbit before we let we let shakur go i know it sounded like he had something to say um oh they said the self-help uh they said that the self-help industry has shown that when people try like these um these little quick fixes and you know buy book off the shelf and try to change aspects of their personality that they don't like they have found even negative results with some of those so I thought that yeah was interesting. Corey, what were you gonna say to like directly counter what you just said people of those natures that fall into these weird cycles almost like they're going to end up in a situation where they're going to be thrown into an, uh, an environment that will directly destroy the cycle almost because like like the world changes too much for a person to remain in a specific mm-hmm. cycle for too long like you cannot be the same i don't think you can be the same person especially in upbringings of people i don't think you can be the same person forever because if your world is constantly changing which ours is you're going to be thrown in an environment where you have to adapt as a as a person and as like I mean, a human being you're going to have to adapt and it could be into a worse type of thing or a bad yes. thing but you're going to change it some sort of way so that's like my direct counter to what you said Baba, because yeah Shakur, i think you're absolutely right because this ties into exactly what you was saying a minute ago as really yeah. so like people who have uh problems with addiction and stuff but the the, the thing is I think the reason why addiction is such an opportunity for people to change is because they can see the short-term results. Like as as it relates to smoking, sometimes you can't always see the short-term result. But when it comes to drugs and alcohol, sometimes you can see the short-term damages to your own life. And so that can spark the interest in change. And it's an intrinsic interest in change that allows it to be sustainable over time. And then on the opposite end of that spectrum where it doesn't work which of course saying you get thrown into these situations these circumstances where the change must happen or if it doesn't that's where you end up outside and you're walking around homeless and you're still that's why people say hey let him alone he's got to hit rock bottom before he makes the change and then you hit rock bottom and you're like oh my god i'm faced with the reality that 
all the things I've been doing are not sustainable. I need to do something different. And if you're if you face with that reality and you make the change, then that's when you molt, you change, you grow, you become something different. But if you don't make the change, then you continue to degress and progress into the It's true. Adapt or die. Streets. Um, and then to go back to what you said about does the environment or the circumstances, is that incumbent on the change? Be that's so true because I know people, Shakur knows, we all know people who are a certain way around us. Then maybe they travel the world or they go out somewhere and you see they're so different, almost like they're, they're just a completely different person. But once they come back, they revert back to like just bad habits and just exactly what they were before like the growth almost seems like it's just it's just cut off mm -hmm. i think sometimes people assume roles in different environments in different uh places like so um so say you're the person and the pushover in the family where people all gang up on and kind of just like make jokes and target so you leave that bubble, you go out into the world, maybe you pursue a degree, you become an executive at a company or something, and you're, you're top notch, you're a big wig somewhere. But then you come back to the house and, and then everybody's picking on you and bullying you and, you and people are like, oh, how is this possible? You know, how's this happening? Because sometimes in different environments that we're familiar with, we assume the roles that we associate with those environments. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, but it is true. Well, they do say that it takes, uh, was it 21 or 27 days to build a habit? 40. So, is it, I thought it was 27. Are you sure it's 40? That's why I understand. Well, well, regardless of it's, whether it's one month or a month and a half, it's, it's this, it's still possible. And just because you've, you've changed, like I've mentioned, you can always still regress into old habits. And that's the reason why you have to have willpower and you have to have a constant work to be able to say, okay, I'm going to do better. I'm going to reiterate it, reiterate that. I'm going to go back home and, and, and put in some boundaries. Even if I'm getting laughed at, I'm going to put in some boundaries now, or I won't show up as often as I used to until those boundaries are respected. That, that's a hard one, you know, but, <laughs> but still possible. Healthline.com says that, um, psychology study says that it takes 18 to 254 days i just read that too stop it stop it 254 what? that's yep. 254 that's a lot <laughs> you ain't done baby apparently not a person can form a new habit in an average of 66 days for new the new behavior to be automatic okay. humans are very programmable creatures so in order to remove the program it would make sense for it to take a while but psychology today is still saying that it takes what, 21 days to make a habit. I'm reading this right now. And that's mm. a study from 2020. Maybe that's a overestimation. Maybe those are for high achievers. <laughs> highly susceptible people, you mean? Okay. What'd you say? Highly susceptible people. To highly or highly motivated. People that are saying, I'm changing and I'm changing now. I don't no. know. I think the world is the world is full of all types. We've got the overachievers. We've got the <sighs> underachievers. Motivated to create a habit. Yeah. This is off topic. Okay. This is off topic. This is completely on topic. No. What, what was it? <laughs> what was it? What was the topic? Can, uh, can people, people change? change? I thought it was. Yes. I thought it was. I thought it was a pretty interesting way. The one article I read from. Um, theguardian.com empathy compassion personality attitudes can people change um, i think um I sorry i'm mean, sorry to cut you off but i think 
there's so like there's the beginning stage like when you're like a little embryo and then i feel like when how children are known to be absorbers and like collectors like they can change on a whim based off of just anything like i watch my little brother and he hears me speak on the video game and he will like start repeating these things instantly and i have he has no idea what context to use them in so he's just using them and he's like evolving constantly but i think as you grow of age and i i spoke about environments earlier but i think as like you grow of age you become more in my experience people of like older ages become more set in their mindset of certain things or like refusal to change in certain ways like i feel like people can change in many different ways like you can change your environment but you can't change your mindset sometimes i think people of older age like that like they can go into a different area still thinking the same exact way like in america like people can walk right past you but they could be thinking a completely different thing and you might want to interact with that person and to change them but you probably can't because um i think it was ayana or, or ami who said this but um it's almost like the approach you make to a person like how people people of certain um like if you come to a person and like you don't approach them and try to empathize with them you might not be able to change them like um was it you with the asylum with the asylum fact about how people in asylums like don't react oh, the same to change from the guardian.com empathy compassion personality attitudes can people change yeah initially yes. when they asked her about um uh how she felt about you know asylees who had um, that was people seeking asylum yeah um who had crashed on a uh, christmas island and dozens of, of them had died she said that she thought to herself serves you bastards right yeah it's if it's a question of can people change i also think we also have to ask the question of how would we approach changing a person like how would you come because like this, you well, can't uh, mm-hmm. you can't approach everyone the same exact way if you want to change this person like yeah yes I, I think at least in this instance it worked because of uh like we talked about earlier some of us had mentioned uh, education education you know uh, being able to, to see those uh, to see people but uh, education but also firsthand experience because she said if she was just told about these sort of things it wouldn't have changed her mind but she had the firsthand experience when she traveled to uh, another continent and other countries and met people uh, who were uh, seeking refuge in you know in more stable environments and she uh, spoke to those people and uh, learned of their experiences and what they were going through and, and that is what sparked the change so it it involved an active component right so this person had to be had to take action and um, and pursuing more education right so maybe they, they, so she had to have a certain degree of openness to um to to change and um or to the idea of something else right and he's and um sometimes they say that the, you know the big the five big personality traits can play into this uh ocean uh, they used to remember it openness to um openness uh agreeableness uh extroversion conscientiousness uh, openness conscientiousness agreeableness extroversion and neuroticism and if you have a higher degree of openness you can um be more open to experience and that can be the the catalyst that sparks the change right 
but if you have a, a low degree of openness and um, and you're uh, undereducated about the plights of others, then you can't have uh, you sort of can't have the empathy because you don't have uh, the interest or the intrinsic drive to pursue an idea that can be different than your own. Yeah, some people some people just don't want to change. You can't you can't really force it upon anybody. Like like Shakur said, the world will it will it will test you and it will it will force you to change in some way. I mean, I think it kind of depends on the circles that you're in and um, the experiences that you have. Like for example, this lady, if she'd spent her entire life in her own bubble of a subculture where things were a certain way, then learning about um, these asylum seekers, you know, traveling in this, that may be such a foreign concept to her that she's just like rejecting the whole idea of it because she has a lack of information. So I, I think the idea of change is, it's such a broad thing and you have to consider all the environmental factors around it. The reason why we think the way we think, or even you guys, the younger generation, think the way you think is because of a, a set of circumstances that you've experienced in your own personal life. Also, um, I'm, I'm going to make an assumption about this lady, which, which is she, is this woman a minority? Um, I'm not sure, but um, I don't think they really discussed her race. Okay. Well, she may have come up with a little privilege. Well, she said um, that she said that she had a cushy she had a cushy life. She had a great life. That's Excellent. clear. She's white. She's white. She's that's white. That's clear. We don't. So know um, that. I mean, we don't know that. So I'm saying that she may have grown up in a different subculture where where certain lifestyles, you know, certain things that she had, she may have taken for granted, and so it may. What'd you say? So I don't think I don't think it was a subculture. Okay, as of right now, we, we could consider it a dominant culture, but eventually it will be a subculture. Um, you know, and she may have grown up this way. So I'm just trying to be, you know, what do you call it? Politically correct. I don't want to, to throw anyone under the bus, but she is in the article, so she did already put herself out there. Um, so yeah, that's all. She's, she's, she's made some some strides. Well, I didn't want to assume her race. That's what I meant She's white. So that's all. If she grew up in this way where there was always something around, she wasn't wanting for food, clothes, shelter, clothing, shelter. Right. She wasn't wanting for any of those things. So she doesn't understand it. Whereas, whereas someone who did grow up, um, you know, with lack, with less than, they may be able to empathize easier because they understand it does exist in the world. And it's not all someone trying to get a green card. So, you know, that's basically. Right, right, right. right. And and so the, so we understand at this point that people uh, can change, can develop greater degrees of empathy through educational uh, information, through learning, and, and, but, but it needs to come from an internal, an intrinsic motivation, right? Yep. It has to have that intrinsic, that internal component, that component that is directly driven from within the individual. Because we see in situations uh, and, and, and the, the work sphere and stuff where when people are forced or given this uh, work as an extra added uh, element of, of work, you know, uh, you know, they're less likely to be open to it because they feel as though they're being punished with this information. And um, so they're, they're, they're just overall less open to it. So we need to have those elements of um, it needs to be educational. Uh, it needs to be available for people. But then, 
but then they also have to have that internal want and drive and need to to be open to uh to more ideas outside of their own i think they definitely have to be open um to ideas outside of their own because I'm going to touch on this very lightly considering that it is Black History Month, but if we consider like the situation of slavery in the United States and um and just what led to the abolition of slavery and the fact that Africans had to fight to get basic human rights um and all the way leading up until today 2020 how there's still certain discriminatory things for um Africans versus other races and some of that is still seen as like okay let's move on let's let's move past it um you know it it's i hate to i hate to touch on this so quickly but going back to the abolition of slavery the the main reason why it was abolished was because of of um the confederacy you know the confederacy not wanting to join the union kind of breaking away and creating their own country hiring their um, um electing their own president because slavery was so good for business from cotton to sugarcane um that there was no there was absolutely no desire to end slavery um and 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 Lincoln only ended it because he needed to take back control as a president at that time and so they incentivized Africans to fight in the war to fight for for their freedom so it was just a power play the reason why slavery was abolished and and it's so sad because Once again it was that power play so it wasn't a shift in empathy it was nothing of that nature that caused slavery to be ended right it was that power play taking back control from the south and establishing that dominance because the north wasn't was becoming more industrial the south was still benefiting um from from reservations and from from cotton mills and and from sugarcane anyway uh long story short it's it's just that led to you know Jim Crow laws because there was no system in place to matriculate the Africans into the white society um so you know then we had Jim Crow laws then we had people having to fight for just basic civil rights you know and now here we are it's it's only been what i don't know 60 years since we got the right to vote and all of that what i'm trying to say is all of that was due to Africans and now African Americans fighting for those things talking about their humanity pushing that empathy trying to push that empathy you know on the powers that be in order to be granted this this level of equality so i think that's a really a, a great attest to like can people change because there are still people today right in the deep south and places um in in georgia even where where uh, only only by decade or more ago some states some cities small cities were having their first integrated proms It's like you have to teach people to even if they don't feel empathy in their heart act on it act on a form of empathy. So like how you were saying you can teach children and it's harder to teach adults and change the minds of adults. You know, it does come to the point where even if people don't feel it in their heart, they have to they have to act on it in some way. So I don't know, it's interesting, you know, um and in terms of of the African American condition in the United States, can people change? Some of the elders won't change and and like Oprah mentioned some time ago, they that generation would just have to die out in order for the new generation yeah, to be born yeah. with new and better ideals. Some Sorry, kids. in some instances they can't and they won't. Um and in other instances they absolutely can and like Ahmed said it's about those intrinsic things, empathy, having the willpower and and putting in the work. to to make a better society so yeah um so 
the way I came up this topic was um, I remember I was relaxing with one of my friends and the topic certainly came on can people change and he immediately came to the fence uh, came to the gate and he was just like no people can't change and I asked him to explain he said no people can get better but they can't change who they are and I'm glad that each of you came and you gave your little 25% especially Ami with this especially Ami with his little his little snippet and always his facts and websites but I'm glad each of you expanded my horizons on this topic and whatnot so um that was a wonderful episode from the Jawadian podcast Ayana Ami and Lalu Supreme and Shakur Wyatt thank you and we'll see you later <laughs>